Alright, hey, are you up all night tossing, churning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Yeah, for sure, first 60 or 70 times here, you might be wondering, what's the rest? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I said, well, Jesus, let me explain to you. What I'm going to do is uh, create a safe place. And within that safe place, or even on the periphery of a safe place, how about that use of a word? And, you know, I don't think I, I just jinxed myself, though, because, uh, so there's be some word botching coming right up. That's one of my methods. But let me explain what I use word botching for. I, I create a safe place, and within the safe place, or on the periphery of the safe place, two for two on periphery, make it three for three. Uh, you could set aside whatever's keeping you up at night, whether it's uh, thinking, feeling, external noises, physical sensations, uh, coulda, woulda, shouldas, the stuff you're supposed to do tomorrow, you're traveling you're in transit, or you're just like, you know, really excited about, you say you're going on vacation tomorrow, well, God bless you, you know, I'd be excited too, I understand. So what I'm going to try to do is take your mind off this stuff, I'm going to use techniques like the newly uh, christened word botching, but that's something I've been using all along, I just didn't have a term for it, Uh, lulling, soothing tones, uh, wings of pointlessness, uh, what do we call? I, I thought we had a witty term for pregnant pauses, uh, but you know, I just you, gratuitous pregnant pauses. I think, yeah, and th- those were. I just stuck a few in there, and it helped me remember. Oh yeah, if you stick a couple of gratuitous pregnant pauses in there, you'll remember that they're gratuitous. And also, the the more pauses you do, the less words you botch. I said, wow, this is like. Uh, I guess some. I said I guess some teamwork going on in my brain right now. But if you're really new here, and and, and indulge me, because uh, in, in all honesty, I'm just trying to take your mind off stuff to put you to sleep. These intros, yeah, they go on. I I try to introduce the concept of the show in a new way every single time. Uh, and actually, this is a new theory. I mean, it's an old theory. I just don't always put it forth. But I think one of the keys to the podcast is is somehow finding a like a familiarity and a variety at the same time, and so that's why I make the intros because some people they 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 fall asleep during the intro and that's a good thing. Now there's like a tiny sliver of the population, mostly goons, G O O N S, and hooligans. I can tell by the nasty things they write. Yeah. They, they, they don't like the intros, they, 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 or me, but that's fine because they, they, you know they don't need to sleep. You know they're going, they're, they're they've got you know hooligan. Who they're just returning from a hooliganing anyway, and then they accidentally get encounter my packet. So it's just it's not meant to be. So it's not a big deal. Uh, but, you know, so the intros, it, it's it's trying to find a balance of something. They say, oh, okay, Scooter's going to try to make a, uh, it's not a misguided metaphor. And again, it's not a gratuitous, I guess sometimes there are gratuitous metaphors, just like those gratuitous pregnant pauses. 
gratuitous use of the word gratuitous and uh what was the word i used uh periphery just on the periphery of sensibility i mean that's where this podcast lies uh but so that way you know if you're new here you'll kind of get you you'll you'll, knew, you'll know pretty soon if i if if you know you say well i'm not a hooligan but you make me feel like when i say okay maybe you could bail and, and, and no harm done thanks for your time if you're unsure or you're suspicious, you're skeptical, give it a few tries. I hope it works for you. What I was saying is like, uh, like I think like a lot of the parts for me that get stirred up are thinking parts or worrying parts or to-do listers like would be the, it's the actual part of me and it's a metaphorical or relatable part uh, to the 80 other parts of me that get stirred up at bedtime, but they all get stirred up. And the whole thing is, like, I'm not really entertaining, super entertaining to regular people, to, to humans, uh, or to the central humanity unit inside you. You know, I, I, there's, I don't try, I try to avoid all philosophy and that kind of stuff. So I don't want to say the you, you, or whatever, because I said, geez, I have no idea. So let's just use a straightforward metaphor. This central, is a CMH, or whatever, like central humanity unit, C. Central H Humanity Unit, yeah, your CHU, right in there in the, the soul chasm or whatever they, wherever they install it, uh, that part of you, uh, you know, that part of you will, will actually, ideally, it'll go into sleep mode because they say, okay, this, uh, this is a little bit of nonsense, but the vibrations, it'll, it'll just vibrate your encasing of your CMH or whatever the heck I called it, Central Humanity Unit. You know, so that all, all the other components within, you know, the, the, the little other, I call them brain bots. I don't know if they necessarily fit this this uh, schema of the, the human makeup, but uh, but I'm entertaining to all those other things. We'll, we'll say there's a little, you know, I don't know. Once you get a, it's tough to, I guess I should have finished with the central, once you get a central humanity unit or whatever, you say, well, what else do you need? And he said, well, she said, yeah, I don't know why the, to be honest, I don't know why they installed all the other parts. Because, you know, if you take a few steps back, you start to see all these dials and you get steam powered stuff on one side. You get some vacuum tubes, you got some solid state, you got some stuff with different, like uh, nocturnal gerbils running, running wheels. You get that strange guy that you're pretty sure is a part of your personality riding a bike who turned into a light bulb on. And those, you know, all those different things are letting out alerts and signals. And you say, well, geez, don't I just need this central humanity? You know, what's all this other stuff? Eh, well, that's the rest of you. I don't know. You know, I, I'm sure there's, you, you, you find better. Well, let's set aside all that right now. But what I try to do is I go in a room and your central humanity, let's just say that, like, I roll into that utility closet. The central humanity unit's up against the back wall. And I guess because it has eyes. Again, I don't know who the heck designed this thing. They say, well, why'd you put eyes on the central humanity unit? Because then it can see all the other buzzing and lighting stuff, and it can't go to sleep. And they say, well, I roll in, and you see me. And that's a familiar part of the show. You say, well, scoots. And usually even the central humanity unit will let us sound like that. <laughs> you know, they say, oh, scoots is on. You know, okay, so I could slowly start to roll down. 
But then all the other beeping and, and whirring and tinkling uh, contraptions, we'll call them, the lovely contraptions, yes, you all are. They recognize me. They say, oh, it says Scoot's Goofball. He's going to do some like, goofing around for us. Usually he'll, uh, I mean, this is behind the scenes. This is my other podcast. It's a straight uh, podcast just for these creatures, you know, not for essential humanities. You know, usually I do uh, poor magic tricks. And they seem, I could just do that for eight hours every night for that part of you. And I say, for my next trick, and they already know I've never completed a magic trick, but luckily I've spent $4 million on packaged magic tricks. So then I say, you know, I'm going to make these balls disappear. And, and, you know, I I work in some routines in there. And that's kind of what the podcast is. But see, there's a variety. Because I think there has to be this familiarity uh, but also this variety, because otherwise, you know, your central humanity unit still got those eyes on there. And if I just did the same four magic tricks, you know, all those parts of you would be like all the other parts of the vacuum tubes particularly are sensitive to this. And, of course, the gerbils and all of them, they say, oh, no, 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 you did the one with the red balls, the foam balls before. And I said, well, no, this one's with rainbow handkerchiefs. Ooh. If I ever told you the tale of the double rainbow handkerchiefs. And that's pretty much how this podcast works, but it's more in, in a, just a narrative, you know, more like a Las Vegas, uh, well, you know, not as good as a Las Vegas, a good Las Vegas magic show. Usually it has like a overriding narrative, you know, to connect all the tricks. I think it's never had the uh, the scratch to see one. I had to see Chris Angel or David Copperfield, David Blaine. You know, but that'd be cool. But um, enough about me. Oh, boy, where did that come from, Scoots? Holy uh, forlorn magician problem. Okay, sorry about that, folks. It just sprung right out of me. Yet another issue, yet another nonsensical issue for me to deal with in my personal life. Let me just put tamp that back down there. Uh, sorry about that, but so... But, but, you know, I'll be trying to do a story for the rest of the show. We'll do a little housekeeping, and then we'll move on uh, to talking about Game of Thrones, and I'll run through a segment talking about the episode. Then I'll talk about some stuff I learned on the show. But it'll be a little bit lighthearted. It'll be sanitized. It'll be fun. And then the episode will be capped off with a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce, and I'll talk to the old gods and the new... And the whole thing is to just take your mind off of stuff, let you ease off, keep the attention of those parts of you that are more alert-based or, like, you're no, I guess those are different. It's like, why do you, if, again, I'm, again, not to criticize the master architect or whatever the heck it is, if you have the central humanities processing unit, you know, what the heck do you have 50 notification centers for? And then, okay, that central architect literally just tapped me on the shoulder. I wish I could, I wish I had a video podcast that said, uh, so you could do something with your life, Scoots. And I said, well, you really do know what you're doing. Holy, you were so brilliant, central architect. Sorry about that passive aggressive thing five seconds ago. Yeah, that's where old Scoots comes in. I take them, you know, the, I don't want to call them lesser parts of you. They're the, what did we call them? The gizmos. There's gizmos in that room, too. Contraptions. Uh, 
we're, we're, I don't know, we're deadly since things like that. Uh, what do you call them? Infernal devices. I think that was another term I've heard. So that's what I'll do for the next, and these Game of Thrones episodes are a little longer than normal, so I'll be here for a while. And the thing is, you don't have to fall asleep. I'll actually be putting in a full effort, just like I said with that magician-type metaphor. I'll be wholeheartedly doing it, you know, just like a good amateur magician does. And that's one of my things that I love is, like, even if they're terrible, if they're doing it with a joy in a full, like, where they're fully involved, there's something wonderful about that, you know. And especially me, because, you know, I'm slobbing my words or whatever, you know. And they say, well, yeah, it's a bit like, a, you know, watching somebody spill Kool-Aid on themselves while they're drinking. I said, well, that's what I do in my spare time. So uh, basically what I'm saying is I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you stopping by. And I really yearn and I really desire to help you fall asleep. So I hope I can. Uh, and, and, and thank you for testing this show out. Or thank you for keep coming back. All right. Let's uh, let's keep this uh, uh, bag of goofy tricks going. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble with getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whatever's got you tossing and turning. I'm going to create a safe place that gives you a little bit of distance between that, like a little bit of a buffer or a boundary. Or like, a, I guess, a bucolic zone. I just, I just said, that was the old, hey, Scoots, throw another B word in there. And I said, how about, how's B? That, that's a, my brain quite... This is like real-time thinking. Monday, one second later quarterbacking of my real-time thinking. It's throw another B-word in. I said, what other B-words you got? And I said, they said, bucolic. And I said, well, that kind of fits. You know, buffer, boundary, uh, bucolic. And then my other brain said, well, do you know what that means? I said, well, yeah, picture in a pasture. My, my brain said, okay, yeah, I kind of am picture in a pasture too. And I said, well, that'd be a nice place. That could be a safe place, you know. And we're only talking about the, the like, intermediary zone. I said, well, that doesn't start with a B. I said, well, yeah, I know. Uh, whichever word, one of those words you choose, uh, like a distance between whatever's keeping you up at night, my distraction will do those things. Bucolic intermediary zone of boundaries and buffers. If I had a theme park, that should be called Old Scoots' Emporium of uh, Bucolic Boundaries, Buffers, and uh, Intermediary Zones with some weird and weird stuff. You know, that was a bit like a nice one of those nice and symbols and weird stuff. And then I probably cross out stuff because I said, well, and then I have to get stuff. And I don't really have, I said, well, I'd just rather just say weird. And then I say, oh, at first I'll go in the shop. Well, where's all the weird? And then they'll say, well, I say, well, afternoon, I'm in the shopkeep. And they say, oh, okay. There's, okay, them signed, he's a truth teller, They're like the onion knight. Uh, but the whole idea is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night here and take your mind off of whatever's keeping you up, ideally. 
So if it's thinking, feeling, external noises, internal uh, uh, disturbances, physical pain, a laundry list or a to-do list or just an irritating, you know, housemate or external, you know, neighbor, uh, which we call jerk faces around here. Uh, whatever it is, uh, I'm going to talk tonight. It's going to be about Game of Thrones. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. Uh, well, first I'll do an intro. I'll probably do, I don't know how many more minutes I could squeeze out of the, uh, you know, the, the Emporium. Uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to, you know, work on a business plan. Okay, any business people, you know, get, get your laughs out and I'll help you fall asleep. And any entrepreneurs will be like, well, I'll come up with a mission statement first or gravitas or whatever the heck. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'll get through the intro, we'll do a little housekeeping, then I'll talk about the episode, then I'll do listen. well, the episode made me wonder about, you know, Plato. You know, that's just a, you know, that's just a fake example. And then I'll talk about, well, you know, I had to look into that kid with the beret and the Play-Doh. You know, don't you wonder who's that kid with the beret and the Play-Doh? And right there, there is a divergency, actually, because that question, if you you pose that to Roman Mars or Starly Kine or, you know, the team at a pop culture happy hour or something, you know, you probably get some riveting answers or a different way of looking at that. You say, well, Jesus, the first question is that, is the Plato boy the same? Well, do they have Plato across the globe? Uh, two, well, Mike, this would, this is already divergent. Does it taste as good as it does here? Because that'd be a problem for me. And is that beret clad? Actually, as a child, I, I guess I'm using my own uh, cultural window to, to make an assumption. Uh, so I apologize. Yes, this is a beret clad child. I think in my in my mind's eye, though, it looks like either like one of the two, Raggedy Ann or Raggedy Andy. You know, taken out, you know, and then put in a different context with a uh, smock. I think the kid's got a blue smock and a beret. Now, it could be last time I actually looked closely at a, they say, scoots. Oh, boy. You know, especially what if one of the, uh, I, I, I probably just lost anybody. If someone was like, well, my family had inherited a great, you know, I, I'm one of the, what are those called? Like, you know, my grandfather, great-grandfather was the inventor of Plato. I was going to donate, you know, $1.2 million to sleep with me. But after you've insulted my family business, you know, I'm going to take my, you know, Plato, my Plato dough. There's a accidental pun. Those are my favorites. You know, I'm going to take that elsewhere. And I said, well, geez, could I keep, uh, you know, I think at my emporium of boundaries and stuff, uh, I'd like to put up a Play-Doh boundary. They keep Play-Doh people out that won't give me money. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'd like to actually, you know, because I could build a Play-Doh wall. That would be weird. It'd be a boundary. It'd be a border. It'd be, it, I could say that it delineates an intermediary zone, and I could snack on it, you know, because when I get hungry, I, when I was a kid, I, you know, I haven't seen a diorama. I haven't tasted it. If, if there's something on a t-shirt, that's what it'd be. And he said, that's too, you know, it's definitely too long for it. Never seen a diorama. I didn't taste. 
they say warning any anyone else don't listen to scooter or follow his terrible examples uh so that's the whole thing of the podcast i'll go on some meanders i'm gonna use like a creasy creaky dulcet tones a pleasant pace light humor uh you know and, and then i'm just curious i'm just picturing plato with that plato child my emporium of uh, non-delineated, whatever, uh, intermediary stuff. I mean, that would be pretty fun, too, to have. Like, if I had a shopkeep desk, I could have a circle. And then I could always dress as the Play-Doh kid. I think I could, if I was in the wild, wild west, I'd want to be the Play-Doh kid. I mean, they should have called me that back then because I was always eating that stuff. I mean, they would usually say Play-Doh and kid, but just not in a you know, charming nickname way. They say, why does this kid keep eating Play-Doh? Or kid, Play-Doh, Play-Doh, kid. Um, I should have, if, if I could go back in time and be the trickster version of myself, you know, I'd say, well, why? yeah, I'm the Play-Doh kid. I'll eat this uh, Tyrannosaurus's head again. Also, if you're new here, there's my qualifications. Like, uh, so they, that that should help you at least know the podcast is definitely not for you. Everybody else, you should stick around a few episodes. You know, say, okay, what qualifies you for a sleep podcast? I'd say obscene consumption of Play-Doh as a child, uh, zero, you know, curiosity about the kid on the Play-Doh cover, which is probably the kid. It's probably the Crayola kid and not the Play-Doh kid. And the ability to rain, and then mostly, you know, this is just, I just, you know, PA, PA, you know, bound, or whatever you say, used to say like eight years ago when you wanted a video game. I'd say, and I can ramble about that for about eight to 12 minutes, no problem, in uh, these creaky dulcets. And I'm willing to bet for, for a lot of you, you said, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I'm not sure I was exactly engaged with what Scoots was saying. And every once in a while, I like to, do, you know, do the breakfast table example. If, if two partners are listening to it or two friends, you know, tomorrow, ideally, you'll be at breakfast. You'll say, well, what does Scoot say tomorrow? I'll say, well, whatever he said at the top of the show, we got to make sure to go to this website to check this out. And then Mystery Bard had a cool song. And I don't know, uh, something about a beret, but he always talks about it. It seems like every third episode he's you know, going on some sort of beret tangent. Or barrettes, maybe it was barrettes. And then, uh, honey, he's never talked about barrettes before, I'm positive, because that would be, and he, I think he probably wrote that down in his notebook to say, talk more about barrettes, and he keeps forgetting. No, he was talking about eating clay, which I don't think is good. Oh, no, maybe it was. He was talking about dressing up as the Play-Doh kid for Halloween, I think. Well, anyway, you, you did you, I slept so good, dear. Oh, so did I, dear. Oh, let's eat our, uh, oh, great. And that's a podcast there. That's how it's supposed to work. You know, if it's a one-partner listener, which is a lot of the people's situation, you know, just, you'd have the same exact, con- you know, the conversation wouldn't be very much different, so... Uh, so that's about it. I'm, I'm really glad you've come by. If this is your first few times here, I understand you'd be skeptical. This isn't a sleep solution. You know, I'm not a guru. You know, clearly, you know, I still probably have like a Play-Doh somewhere in my molars, you know. 
And no, it's not Reese. I did not eat any Play-Doh in the last, uh, how many fingers do I have? But, um, what was it going to say? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so if you're skeptical, give it a few tries. I hope it works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not a sleep solution. It's kind of just a sleep offering. Give it a shot. Ideally, I take your mind off of stuff. And you're under no pressure to, to listen. You're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'll be here for about two hours talking about later versions of the show and stuff I thought about. Uh, so I really appreciate you giving this a shot. And I know it's like, you know, what's the heck's that purple thing? And they say, what's that? You read the thing and you say, what's a, what's a what? And they say, yep, that's it. That's my sleep podcast. Oh, boy. The Play-Doh Kid. So thanks a lot. I hope I can help you fall asleep. I yearn to help you fall asleep. And, and let's uh, keep the show going. Uh, hey, you've been like uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whether it's uh, mind racing, thinking, uh, feeling, listing, physical sensations, noisiness, whatever's, whatever's got you up. I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Uh, turn, turn, turn about, I'll do turn about is fair play. I think I'll use that. Uh, and I'll be playing on my creaky dulcets here, but, but basically we have this podcast where if you're new here, uh, welcome. The whole idea of the podcast is I'm going to tell a story or in this case tonight, I'm going to talk about a uh, game of Thrones. I'm going to use it, do it in a kind of slow, easy pace. I'm going to try to Make it sleepy, so don't worry about the content. Uh, and I'll talk about the episode, and I'll talk about some stuff during the episode that made me curious. I'll be like, geez, what is, uh, what's the difference between beard hair and ear hair or something? You know, that's uh, that's just a, a fake example, but uh, but I'll do that. Then we'll have a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce, everybody's favorite uh parody uh what is that other word called satire satirious characters and we'll talk to the old gods in the new and we'll finish out the episode uh but the whole thing is you you don't you don't really you could start listening it'll take your mind off stuff i I put a reasonable amount of work into it but you don't need to you just kick back you kind of listen you say, okay, Scooter's going to ramble here for a 10-minute intro. If, and if you're new here, yeah, Scooter's going to ramble for a 10-minute intro. You could always skip it or you go to the next section. He'll try to explain how the podcast works out of 390-something so far. He, you know, he's still trying to explain. You know, And then I'll, uh, then we'll go in. It was, at some point, you'll be like, well, I'm kind of listening, but I'm kind of drifting off. And ideally... You know, I'll help escort you across the threshold from wake to sleep. And you might, if you're really new here, you might be asking, well, why would somebody do this? Or what gives you, you know, what, what do you think? You know, okay, well, if so far, I haven't, you know, I do a lot of that. And that's not, uh, that's just how my brain works. My brain kind of is gummed up, uh, 
Kind of like a greasy, like, piece of farm equipment. You know, where it's got kind of all the gunk and the junk, and you say, well, hey, Pa, what, what's going on with that, uh, whatever the heck that thing is? Is that a thresher or a, uh, a wheelbarrow, son? What's going on with that wheelbarrow? What's all gummed up, you know? And you say, well, wow, wow, you know, what do you do? And you say, you know, if it was, if it was my, my dream, you say, well, push harder, you know, get, get wheelbarrow. And that's why I had you out here, you know, wheelbarrow the pig pens. And I said, well, I told my parents I didn't want to come here. No offense, Pa. And Pa, you know, this fictional Pa who, you know, offers those kind of life lessons without, they say, well, geez, you've got to get, got to get some good light. You know, I get the tough life lessons of a hard, hard knocks or whatever, or a hard wheelbarrow pushing. And it's like, well, Pa, I could, we, we passed like 45 Home Depots and they're elk on the way here because there's 8,000 big box stores on the way out here. We could have just picked up a wheelbarrow that, you know, that's a loss leader for them, I think. And then Pa would probably be a loss leader. You're a loss leader for sunlight. We get pushing. And then I would sigh. And it, there is a metaphor in there because sometimes at bedtime you get these pilot characters, you know, they have their overalls on and they, they crop out of your brain somewhere and they say, oh, okay, I'm going to dig in here. I need, I need to drop some life lessons on you. So, well, you actually had a long day at work. And I'm really not in the mood for pushing around a wheelbarrow uh, that's all gunked up. As a matter of fact, I don't think you're actually my relative because this is just an imaginary metaphor. Somehow I found myself in, but it's having an emotional impact on me. I just prefer if you could you just go by, you know, there's a, there's those neighbors that are playing rock music. Shouldn't you go harass them? Well, I need to teach you to be assertive so you can say, Okay, well, how you get? Well, let me start listening. Listen with your defects, because you need to toughen up. And then it just kind of gets this rigmarole. And at some point, is, I think the first mistake, but it's not on your, not on you. Is like you engage. Like if I would have never engaged Pa, like eight minutes ago or whatever, it, I could have. We could have just been like we could have been talking about gummed up stuff instead. I mean, holy mackerel! But but once you get engaged with that. And this could be your body or your just your neighbor. You know, you don't want to go engaging with your neighbors either, even if they're driving you batty. Or your feelings or, or, or whatever it is that's keeping you up. Like, my job is to distract you. Because, it's, it's, believe it or not, I'm not capable of dealing with actually those real-world problems. I mean, believe me, i got a pot in my head uh, that wants me to push around. And, they see, and I'm not kidding. I'm you're, I'm like, well, why couldn't we? I don't understand, Pop. Why couldn't we just got a new wheelbarrow? Chasing good money after bad. That's, that should be your middle name. And they say, well, your name should be like whatever those are called, those words. I think it's like a truism. It's not a truism because I don't think it's true. Right as rain. And I say, okay, thanks, Pop. Yeah, I'll just start pushing this wheelbarrow. What are you going to be doing watching you? You better start sooner, you know, daylight's burning. Now let's, I guess let's try, like, let's try a technique here that the podcast works. And I'll pretend, now, so, so this is going to be even worse for my mental health. Because instead of dividing myself between Pa and, we'll say that's Andy, the kid with the wheelbarrow. 
I'm going to roll in there, this scene right now. This is this is experimental. I've never done this on an intro. Try to go, like, divide myself three ways. It's a little menage de nuts, you know. So, okay, I'm going to roll in there, and let's see how it goes. This Because this is a microcosm of the podcast here. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, pick up your scene. Well, geez, pa, I don't know how to... So, should I just start wheelbarrowing? Your wheelbarrow and shovel it. It's going to teach you value of hard work. Hey, excuse me, gentlemen. I couldn't help noticing your uh, discussion here. Yeah, who, who the heck are you, city boy? Well, golly, sir, that is, are those Oshkosh Bagash overalls in a union suit? Who's asking? And is this young man here, are you here teaching valuable life lessons to this young man about wheelbarrows and uh, gunked up gears and burning daylight? You're, you're really trying to help this young man, aren't you? Uh, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm just trying to put, 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 put a bend in his back. Okay, well, that's that's terrific. You you seem like, uh, and sir, young man, you seem to be, uh, you, you seem to be kind of resentful that you're here to be taught life lessons. Is, 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 and I'm not putting words in my mouth. Well, I am, actually, but, uh, well, yeah, I just, I, believe it or not, I know this is a fictional, but I'm trying to go to sleep. This is weird. I just somehow, my parents, and then my parents drove me out to this farm, and this man's not my grandfather, and this isn't so, I, I think, and it's not a dream either. I just want to go to sleep. I have to go to work tomorrow. Uh, you need to get to work right now. Oh, wow, this is going to be a tougher case than I thought. So you so, Pa, you mind if I call you Mr. Mr. Pa? How's that? It's starting out right. I couldn't help but notice, you know, how helpful you are with these life lessons. And is this your farm here, this lovely farm? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, and this is your 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 this is your grandson like figure that you're trying to teach uh, life lessons. It's really important to you to pass on your knowledge, huh? Yeah, it sure is. He's I'm draining him. I've got him. I think and it's important for you to pass on the knowledge of the time passing. You know, because I always wonder about because I think he was asking earlier about the gunked up wheel. On the wheelbarrow, the the rusty one there, and I, I was always I, I I happened to hear about that gunky wheel, and then I guess it was a life lesson not to to save money, use you know it's a brilliant brilliant life lessons within a life lesson, and then maybe this young man doesn't know that the friction of of the work of the wheel will loosen the gunk because it's still it'll still lubricate once the friction begins and warms it up. Is that correct? It's correct. And that then he'll be going and he's gonna be shoveling and that'll be like a good a healthy thing. And I see Jesus, this is a this is quite a spread you have here. Quite a farm. And I think you're this is powerful stuff. And this young man's got some spike. You must really see a spark in him. That's why you really want to help him so much. Uh, darn, darn right. Yeah, and it maybe reminds you of you. Could be possibly your, your, your. Uh, you know, real, so, somehow, you know, you two might be in the same brain. I, I got to break it to you both. Same brain. Yeah, and, and you know, I know it's how hard it is. I was just thinking... 
Well, no, it's this crazy idea, guys. Uh, but I was thinking that, uh, you know, how hard it is to not only give life lessons, but to receive them. And I was just thinking, like, what if I put you both in the wheelbarrow and I push you around the farm for the rest of the day and then I'll shovel everything later? Because uh, uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be here tomorrow for me to shovel. I'm not shoveling anything, by the way. And so why don't you two hop in a wheelbarrow here? Hop in a wheelbarrow and we'll get a tour. Yeah, because you're doing, you, you deserve a break today, as they used to say. Yeah. And yeah, you young man, hop in there and you can, you know, stew in your own juices. It's fine. And just kick back. And what I'm going to do is while I push this wheelbarrow around this lovely farm so slowly, rocking motion of the wheelbarrow, I, I, I'm going to, uh, you two just close your eyes and listen to the farm, imaginary farm sounds. And I'll be right back. I got, you know, sometimes I talk and think at the same time. And then I'll tell you all about this TV show, Game of Thrones, uh, which is so full of life lessons. Okay, hey, I need some back. So sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I guess I got to be volunteered to push these two around the rest of the episode, which is fine. Uh, but that's kind of how the podcast works is, uh, a little bit like that. I'll put, pile all your worries, whatever's keeping you up. I'll, I'll put it in a wheelbarrow and I'll push it around the farm and, and we'll just go, you know, and, and, I, and I'll just do some talking. What could be nicer? And these two are getting along great now. Then just kicking back in the wheelbarrow, believe it or not, it's padded, lavender scented, has like one of those camelbacks with cool uh, beverage of your choice, iced, of course. So you're just going to stick that straw in your mouth. Blue sky full of clouds and a man rambling about Game of Thrones. What could be better? So I appreciate you stopping by. If this is your first time here, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different of a podcast. The whole idea is you, you don't have to fall asleep. I try to take your mind off of stuff. You know, maybe it'll put you to sleep. I hope it does. Works for a lot of people. I hope it works for you. If you can't sleep, though, with these Game of Thrones episodes, I'll be here at least two hours rambling. So if you can't sleep, I'll be here to keep you company in the deep, dark night because that's a, as an essential a job as putting everybody else to sleep is to me. So, you know, I'll be pushing this wheelbarrow the whole time. So I appreciate you stopping by. And I really hope I really yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. All right, well, let's get on to the show. Hey, hey, you've been like tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you up at night. Whether it's thinking, uh, physical sensations, feelings, external noises, disruptions in your routine, uh, something you're, you know, say you're going on vacation, whatever it is, coming back from vacation. But whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. And the way I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night here. And I'm going to send my intention to put you to sleep. And I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, languid pace. Uh, other, You know, we got this new thesaurus, so uh, 
books with books with words, uh, synonyms. Ant- I may use antonyms. Uh, oh, definitely homonyms. Uh, phonemes. You know, I, I may even raise your phoneme awareness. Uh, I mean, the ridiculous thing is, I, I have no like uh, you. Like this is my brain. There's uh, literally. Sometimes my life is like Homer Simpson. I literally just, I'm not kidding, a door just closed in my brain and someone walked out and they said, you lost me at uh, whatever came before homonym. And then I said, wait, was it antonym? I said, okay, we know. Okay, thesaurus, that's the book with the word, you know. So we got that. And then the other one was easy, like word book. We know that one. And then we said, yeah, I don't know what the first and antonym um, an antonym, that's the opposite. And then a homonym is sound. Okay, so I said, you're right. Can, can you come back? I may need you, though, because I, I don't know which part of my brain just took off. So, hey, come on back. Uh, but the whole whole idea of the show is, is to take your mind off. So, so what I'm going to do here, I'm going to go into an intro. And for a lot of people, the intro is the show, you know. So I make a a disjointed metaphor. It's a Saurus use to... And uh, I could imagine people are lying in bed wondering if I, if I, the only problem with it is, is, is this is a faux thesaurus, faux thesaurus, because if I had a real thesaurus, one, I'd be making all sorts of noise. Uh, two, I'd be dropping it and bumping it into the mic and stuff. So, so but still picture me with the padded, uh, the most luxurious, I have this thesaurus in my hands right now. Uh, with a thick padded leather cover. Luckily, with the the back one, they designed it for me. It was, believe it or not, I was in one of my trips to Westeros, where, because they have this Roose Bolton, Ruing Roose Bolton. Uh, I don't really talk about that until the end of the show, but uh, uh, spoiler, like a Roose Bolton, Ruing Roose Bolton. If you don't listen to Game of Thrones, don't worry, this podcast should still put you to sleep before we even get to the Game of Thrones stuff. This isn't really even an inside joke, so uh, Roose Bolton's a character on Game of Thrones that I rude, R-U-E. Uh, he's rude, R-U-D-E. That's one of the reasons I rude him. Still ruining him, though. But I found this machine behind a dumpster where all great machine, you know, and then I did some tinkering, and it turns out this is a fantasy. I forgot what it's called. I, I named it. But it travels both fictions and fantasies, fans and fictions, transverse planes. Uh, George R. R. Martin has yet to find out about it. I don't think Weiss and Benioff know about it either. I mean, they would probably just shrug. And I don't know what the Jet, who even the Jets quarterback is, so George R. R. could have his hands full anyway. But this machine, and you say, well, you might not believe this, you know, this is me. This is who I am. It, it travels to Westeros, uh, believe it or not, uh, powered by some sort of magic. Uh, and my ruin of Roos Bolton is the energy. that. And, and they say, well, geez, what about Ramsey? That's Roos's son. And he's, you know, I don't rue him because ruining, uh, I don't have, you know, this pad at the source. I don't really have time to look up an alternate. Uh, meaning, because Rue more captures the emotion. It's it's a like Rue is like a little bit different for me than pity, because it has a little little Schadenfreude in there. 
He's a zeitgeist. No, I think it's schadenfreude. Well, maybe not. It's like, uh, yeah, I almost feel, I almost pity Roos. But I so strongly want to pity him. I don't know. I guess, oh boy, over-explaining. That's another thing I do on this podcast. Uh, Getting lost while over-explaining. Especially, you see, geez, Scooch, you were in the middle. You were going, I know, it was like I was, I'm like the kid that runs towards the wrong goalpost basket goal, runs from third base to second base. Actually, my mom is speaking of talking about all over the boat. We were talking about sports, and she said, Remember when you were one year you played Little League and you were literally picking up, picking clovers in the outfield? And yeah, that was at a, you know, I said, thanks, mom. Thanks, thanks a lot. Yep, that's, that's, yes, yeah, that was me. I think it was preceded by those coaches. They didn't like you, did they? And I said, but so I'll go, I'll go off topic. Uh, you get lost in my thoughts. I have a perfectly, you know, good podcast. They'd say, you know, one, one highly recommend, like, let's see, we got 99% Invisible. You know, they would talk about the original design of the thesaurus. We got our friends over at Criminal. They would say, well, geez, there was once this great thesaurus. And then there was this couple, uh, these, these thesaurus collectors. And then, you know, there was this uh, motor, what it was called? Mo- there'd be a mo-, mo, not a moped, but the other thing that goes faster than a moped, but it's not a motorcycle. Uh, that might be a moped. And then that thesaurus was gone, and then, th- and then so that would be criminal, mystery show, you know, somebody say, you know, I had this thesaurus that had a glove on the back, because that's what I was going to say before my brain went, you know, uh, hay- I guess haywire, uh, hayweird, I guess <laughs> would be the correct term. Uh, but on this podcast, I said, well, geez, we have a perfectly good metaphor, let's disjoint that thing. Like, kind of like I'm like a furniture craftsman. Yeah, I just mispronounced it correctly. I'm a furniture craftsman uh, with words. I didn't even need a thesaurus for that because it's, I don't think that's technically a word or a thing. Uh, because story is my furniture in disjoint. You know, it is just, it's just, you know. oh boy. This is this, and this is, if you're new here, this is 100%. This is, this is a pure unadulterated dose of what the podcast is like. You know, you get a tiny bit of glee. You have something to distract you. You say, okay, I see, and your brain says, well, I think I see where he's going with that. Uh, the source, didn't he say it had a nice leather cover, thick padding? Okay, that's some rich imagery he's dropping on us. Uh, pages made from the finest, uh, and then that's when, that's when, right there, see, did you catch that pause? Uh, that's like the secret sauce in the podcast, and and believe it or not, say, well, is that attention? Is that brilliance or misfiring neurons? My my, it's just my neurons misfire at the exact right time to put people to sleep. It's just a, it's a, it's a, the, the glove. Uh, this is the so this in this situation, the so the source glove fits. I mean, I guess the original thing was I was going to say I went to Westeros, I got this thesaurus with a glove on it, so I could look up words. In a witty, you know, I was going to try to be witty, you know, because then I wouldn't have drawn. And I said, well, that'd be ri-. And I did say that, like that other person in my brain said, oh, there'd be some good imagery, you know, get some tactile thesaurus imagery going, crack a few thesauri-related jokes. 
Uh, but I guess that wouldn't be my podcast. You say, good old neurons. I, mean, I know you can't hear it when I pat my neurons because, you know, they're covered in, you know, I think they're covered. They are. They have a sheath. I believe neurons have a sheath. Uh, I mean, most people's do. Mine don't. That's why they're able to misfire at such per- perfect times. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I wish I had a nickname for my neurons because everything seems like nurnies. Ner- ner- I guess nurnies. This kind of doesn't sit there. Uh, it's all right for now. Thanks, nurnies. Okay. They just left too. So that's it. That's the podcast. The whole idea is I'm going to ramble. And and ramble is maybe a little bit, you know, like, uh, I'm just going to see where my brain takes us. How's that sound? But it it will have a structure, like, and the whole reason behind the the loose structure, you know, like like if I was building a house, just like the disjointed furniture, I I may, may build one day. You know, before it falls apart, you say, well, that can't, you know, I can tell it's going to fall apart, but I can also tell what it is. So what I'll do is we're going to finish up this intro. Uh, then we'll just do a quick uh, housekeeping. Then I'm going to talk about this week's episode of Game of Thrones. Then I'm going to talk about stuff that came up in the episode that made me curious. Uh, then, thanks to the miracle of the Ruing Roose Bolton fan fiction fantasy time machine, I think it, can't, it had a better name once upon a time. Uh, but those neurons, they never came back. The uh, the naming neurons, alliteration neurons are still in there, apparently. I'm a cra- I'm really cracking myself up tonight. I don't know why. I guess I'm in a good mood. But holy mackerel. Somebody make sure to email me and say, jeez, what uh So, but this, this, uh, this intro come out way after I recorded, but that's fine, you know. I see those happiness neurons were misfiring at just the right time, too. Uh, but so, where was I? <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, we'll have, because of the miracle of the fan fiction, fantasy fiction machine, we'll have a visit from Sir Tommen and Sir Pounce. Sat- sat- satirious uh, parody characters, uh, they have a vague similarity to other characters, but are not in any way fan, fan fiction. Uh, because of the, because they're real, because of the ruining roost, because it's just cosmic stuff, uh, dark matter, magic, and ruining. A uh, special kind of ruining only I can do. The ruining I am doing it will be my undoing, I guess. Um, and then we'll talk to the, we'll have a shout out, you know, I'll pray to the old gods and the new. Uh, or speak with them as you if you prefer, and then I'll say some thank yous and some good nights. So we'll be here. Uh, if you can fall asleep and drift off, the whole idea is it takes your mind off stuff. I bet you during that ramble, the people that the podcast drives crazy stop playing it, so that's good. If you're still listening, you might be skeptical, you might be curious, and those are understandable reactions. Uh, but uh, ideally, you haven't thought about all that other stuff. So you can just kick back. You don't got to take me, you know, you, you don't got to take me seriously. You don't have to listen to me fully. You don't have to fall asleep. This isn't like a sleep uh, solution. It's just kind of, I call it a sleep offering. I'm going to ramble for about two hours total on Game of Thrones. And at any point, you can drift off, but if you can't sleep, I'll be here the whole time. But don't, don't feel any pressure to stay awake and don't feel any pressure to sleep. That's, that's the deal. I'll be here. I'll be giving it my best. I'll be giving it my all. 
Uh, but you just kick back. That's that's the deal. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you stopping by. I really do. And I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So uh, let's let's keep moving. I hear you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. All you need to do is get in bed, turn <laughs> Is uh, I said that twice in a row. The old brain hiccup. I don't know if I've, that's another technique I use. I'll get to that. I mean, but all you need to do is, I guess maybe I have to do it a third time, because now I have to find my way back. Brain, um, lost in my own brain. And I think that's a common thing. But all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. Whether it's thinking, getting lost in your own thoughts, uh, or your feelings, or physical sensations, or outside noises, the events of today, yesterday or tomorrow, uh, any stuff like packing type stuff, or anything along those lines. I'm going to try to take your mind off that. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. Maybe even some tunes. I don't sing sing because it wakes people up, but uh, I could tune my throat. And uh, that's cool. this is early in the podcast. I don't even know. That was a brain hiccup. It said, hey, just do this. And you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I was tuning my throat. Like it was, I'm still doing this motion. You can probably sense it, uh, but I'm pretending my neck is a guitar fret. Is that what they're called? Or head? tuning my throat so the podcast a little bit like in you know, somebody like neil young like an acoustic guitar and he's saying gotta get this note right note right so the podcast can be a little bit silly but not, you know not traditionally hilarious uh uh but in a little bit i guess uh, to me it doesn't seem absurd you know i'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the type of man that tunes his own throat I don't do, do see, what, what is it about Scoots? Does he toot his own horn? No, he's the kind of guy that tunes his own throat. And I guess wherever in the world you are, maybe that's a colloquialism somewhere, or a colloquial, colloquial local saying. Uh, but everywhere else you'd kind of be like, tunes his own throat. Is that the same thing as toots his own horn? No. Does it have to do with what I think it has to do? No. Okay, good. Tunes his own throat. Well, it actually might. For Scoots, it might. uh, That other thing you're thinking about. Uh, But let's move. But tunes his own throat actually is a literal thing. Well, for Scoots, he actually thinks he's tuning his own throat. And I can hear the music people say, actually, those are two different. uh, I say, yeah, I'm doing a double. I'm I'm an advanced uh, throat tuner. I wonder if, I mean, this is an honest question. It comes up, do throat, do throat singers tune their throats? Uh, even pretend, if we have a throat singer, I don't even know. Is that what they're called, the throat singers? I, I hope, to, to goodness, because it could mean bad news for my brain, but I could have sworn that was a YouTube thing a couple of years ago where that was going around, throat singers or on Facebook or something. Okay, that gap of silence was my, you know, des- that was des- that was a gap of desperation of like, please, don't let me have imagined all these you do the throat singers.
And I guess this is how the podcast works. I guess I got to keep going with this throat tuning and singing because I can picture in my mind, and this isn't meant to be pejorative. This is really what I'm picturing in my mind is some young Amish, uh, like a group of Amish uh, children or middle schoolers and some sort of YouTube video doing throat singing, which I can't even, I can't explain it because I said, I think I even, maybe I tuned that part out. I did, did also, I did some brain tuning. But I think it's some sort of, you know, glottal, glottal, whatever that guttural, not guttural, glottal, the other one. Sounds like guttural, glottal, but that doesn't sound like a word. That sounds like a made-up word. This podcast can get a little glottal, though. Uh, but they make these deep throat sounds. I'm touch, Now I'm touching my throat just for a fact. Actually, this could be like the... Uh, what are those things called? Re- maybe my maybe I have a reed instrument in here. I may have swallowed a, a woodwind. What are those things called? A reed from a woodwind. I remember music class. It, it took me a while to get the understanding between brass and woodwind. He said, but that has brass on it. I remember every music teacher didn't, and I wasn't trying to be funny. Again, that's another thing about this podcast. Sometimes. When I'm just being myself, people think it's funny. Then that's fine. I don't think it's laughing at me. It's laughing because, you know, because of the way I said, seriously, teach, that's brass. It's not a woodwind. And they said, well, it has a reed, so it's a woodwind. And I said, well, we'll just call it a reed, like a brass, reed brass or something. And he said, thousands of years. And I said, I'm just telling you it's confusing. From my perspective, that's brass. Those are brass. So it's a brass, and then you say it's a woodwind. Those are wood, and they use wind. I can see that, but that's brass. It's a brass wind, or reed wind. Just call them all reed winds, because reed, no offense, teach. I don't think reed reeds and woods wood are the same thing. And it's yet another. I, I, I honestly think I have to make amends to every person I encountered between the age of uh, birth. Well, I guess every oh boy. But definitely in school, I'm thinking of this poor teacher, this high school music teacher. And now that I've been out in the real world, I say, this: these are saints, these high school music teachers. And then you know, or the various middle grammar school, then having to listen to somebody like me. And from the teacher's perspective, they say, who the heck is this? Who does this kid think he is? And I'd say, you know, if I could go back in time now, I'd say, I don't think I'm the town fool. But I guess this is the kind of questions the town... I could, questions the town fool would ask Alex for a 300. Uh, why the hell would you call it a reed? Why don't you call it a reed brass? What is, why, why wouldn't you call it a reed brass? I don't know, actually, I guess, uh, reed brass. What, what, a, what's a town fool would call a woodwind? Or but with the, with one woodwind that's made of brass. That was a Jeopardy reference for everybody that's, uh, under, I don't know, under, when, when do people, when, Jeopardy's still on the air, though, but I don't think those are, it's, just, it's a show where they, anyway, not important. If you're new here, welcome. I went off the rails real quick there, went, you know, right into, I, I don't even know how many different d- d- mental tangents, I did have a couple mental hiccups. Yeah, but this is kind of how this podcast works. Believe it or not, tonight's episode is about be about Game of Thrones, which I mean, they have woodwinds in there. They ha- I don't know if they have any brass, 
But they too, they may have, I don't know if they're stringed instruments. I didn't get a good, I don't always get a good look if they're tunable. Presumably they are. Presumably they have some sort of piping. And so I would say technically it's a woodwind because it's wind and it's made of wood. And I and honestly, I would say there's probably a reed in there. Or if not, they're doing you know, some sort of reed-like thing with their tongue to make it into it. So there you go. So that it is a Game of Thrones podcast. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, you should be all right, because I'll finish out this intro, do some housekeeping, then we'll talk about the episode, but I'll talk about it in kind of a aloof, uh, a vanilla way. We'll get into some details, so if you're looking to avoid spoilers, you might want to avoid the episode until you watch it. Then we'll talk about some facts that came up in the episode. Those will probably be even more spoiler-laden. Uh, but it'll be like stuff like, uh, I think, I don't know, but it'll be stuff like, huh, well, you know, what is manganese or something? I don't know. You know, and I say, oh, it's a, uh, and then we'll have a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce, our good friends, uh, from the world of, uh, satirio, satirical parody tribute. And then I'll talk to the old gods in the new. Uh, but basically, this, and I'll posit this. I love using that word posit once every few, you know. I'll posit you this. It, while the whole time I was just rambling about reeds and woodwinds, did you think about all the other stuff that w- was on your mind? Or, or did, did it distract you? Did you, you may have already started to drift off into sleep, ideally. But that's the whole idea of the podcast. You don't really have to take me that seriously. Uh, clearly, there's very few people that would call themselves the town fool with pride, but I guess I do. Uh, that That's what works about this podcast is like I'm 33. Okay, let's say, let's be honest, 34. Okay, let's be more honest, 51% town fool. I'm not all, I guess that maybe if I say I'm not all a town fool, I guess that proves probably that I ain't. But anyway, I said 51%. Eventually, I got to that number. And I think that's one thing that works about this podcast. She's, hey, well, I don't have to take me. Like he and, and I said, yeah, I honestly, this is the kind of stuff that gets on my mind is the freaking brass. I still don't get it. It's it's not a woodwind. I'm sorry. And I can I know there's probably people out there that are like, this is just a construct of your mind, Scoots. There are no brass, mate. And I say, okay, well, I guess it was my imagine. I guess I was just picking an argument then. And those teachers are already on my mind, so so we'll deal with it one day. You know, I could, I'll put it off. So. You know, but hopefully one day I'll deal with it. Oh, boy. Uh, but this idea it takes your mind off stuff. You're under no obligation to listen. You're also under no obligation or even assumption that you'll fall asleep. This is sleep offering, which kind of means put it on. Put it on before you go to bed while you're getting for bed. Getting for bed. It's, uh, I don't even know. You'll be getting ready for bed or you're in bed. You listen. And ideally, you drift away whenever you drift away. But if you can't sleep, I'll be here. These Game of Thrones uh, episodes are giant, so I'll be here at least two hours uh, to to keep you company in the deep, dark night, tonight or tomorrow night or both or or the whole week. Or take your mind off of stuff while you're in traffic or trying to, you know, do laundry. Whatever it is, I'll be here. I'll be giving it my all. But the best way you give it all, but you're all, you don't give it, you just, you don't give it. You know, you just, just kick back. You know, maybe this gets, ideally it gets down to a biomechanical thing where I'm, my, my voice just becomes a drone bouncing off your eardrums. 
Uh, but you don't need to be engaged. But if you can't sleep, I'll be here. So that's the thing. I really appreciate you stopping by. I know this is a strange idea. Maybe you heard about it from somebody. Maybe you just searched. You're having trouble getting to sleep. Maybe, you know, someone told you about it at work. Whatever it is, I appreciate you coming by. It takes some skepticism. There's so much uh, solutions out there. Uh, this is just an attempt. Uh, that's all it is. I hope it works for you. I appreciate your time. And I really uh, desire and yearn uh, to, to, to put you to sleep. So uh, that's it. I hate you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is smooth out a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. Whether it's uh, thinking, feeling, sensing, external noises, uh, you know, listing, preparing, anticipating, any of those kind of things. Multi-syllabic words, you know, maybe even simple, smaller, simple, simpler words, too. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of them. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. I'm going to use pointless meanders. I'm going to be misguided in my use of metaphors, uh, misguided use of metaphors. Not, maybe not, maybe my mis, mismanaging, oh, I mismanaged my metaphors too. It might be a good business for me, Meta, metaphor mismanagement. Sco, sco, scooter, scooter M. Scoots, metaphor mismanagement. And they say, well, how many clients do you have? Uh, zero point zero. uh. A lot of metaphors mismanaged, though, so I'm, I'm busy, busy, busy. Yeah, but the whole idea is the podcast is going to take your mind off of stuff. It's going to be a little bit silly, uh, but, but with the idea that whatever's keeping you up, whether you lie down in bed and something flares up or somebody starts making some noise or your thoughts start racing, I, I call them brain bots, you know, little things that say, hey, what about this, what about this? I don't know. I, I've I don't. I, I don't know if I've talked about this recently, but it's kind of like dog walking. Someone, someone recently said, "Hey, they kind of felt like that with the the podcast. It's kind of like uh, that. The podcast is like when a dog's on a leash, but the dog is not pulling on the leash. Uh, that, that there's some uh, play in the leash. It's it's hanging down." And that there's a coexistence there, so that you know, you're in that I'm carrying you off. Sending my voice across the deep, dark night, and there's that slack in the leash, and then you can drift off into dreamland. Yeah, but the reality is, a lot of times with this walking of the dog stuff, it can be very, it can be a, what do you call that? Emotional landmines, I think, is the term for me. You know, because if you walk, like you got, uh, what's his name? Caesar, right? That guy, he's always walking a dog. And then people either, sometimes people that have dogs and sometimes people that uh, don't have dogs, they they kind of base their dog walking. Now, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with this Caesar guy. He seems like a great guy. Uh, very entertaining. Dogs seem to love him. Uh, but it's always like, okay, the dog should be walking right at your side, slacking the leash. 
Like, just like that metaphor, be like, and then the, like, if it's the metaphor, then you, at some point you drift off into dreamland. And if it was less of a metaphor, the dog would just go to the bathroom at this chosen point. You say, Hey, go ahead, go to the bathroom, man. And then you turn around and you walk back home. Almost like you're one unit or you're in some sort of uh, mind meld or, you know, better word that I can't think of. Uh, but when I walk a dog, oh boy, it doesn't go like that. Uh, and because usually my co, if I'm just walking co, she's really, she loves walking. I never, I can never grasp that. So that adds a whole nother layer of overthinking. They say, well, geez, you could pay, play out here. We got like this back driveway and stuff where we could play fetch when she doesn't have to wear a chain. But she says, what, are you going to put a chain around me? We're going to go for a walk? Holy mackerel. Like, she's shaking with joy. And I'm not kidding. Like, as soon as she, she, the leash comes out, she, like, jumps off the ground. She, like, does. She, she'll, she'll start butting me with her nose. But I can't. I, she's like, I can't believe. She'll be, like, telling the birds, I can't believe we're going for a walk. Holy mackerel. And even then, and this happens to me at bedtime, not related to dog walking. But I say, well, why the hell? I mean, I guess who am I to judge, you know, what gives a dog pleasure? But I said, well, what the hell? Why don't you want to do something fun? Walking's a nightmare. And it's just utilitarian. And then it's like, I mean, maybe she's like, maybe she's a bragger. She's like, yo, this is my owner. Check it out. My owner's walking me, suckers, you know. I mean, because that's kind of how she walks with a little bit of pride and a spring in her step. But even when I'm walking her, and then sometimes I have dog sits, and then I have two dogs. I'm like, I have Caesar brain, where I can hear Caesar judging every, and, and, I'm, and again, I'm not trying to be mean. Like, uh, it's just, a, I think this is like a dis one of the many disorders I have, Caesar brain. And it says, oh, no, that's not how you, that's not how you walk a dog. Who taught you to walk a dog? I said, no, nobody, kind of the dog, I guess. I don't know. He said, geez, yeah, you're right, Caesar. It is kind of a pain in the ass. But you know what's worse when you try to do your, uh, you know, and then every once in a while, be, you know what? I need to get more disciplined about this dog walking. So then I'll try. I say, Carl, come on. No, no, no. You, you'll get, when I tell you to sniff, that's when you get to sniff or pee on stuff. But until then, you can't say, come on, we got to keep this. We got to get into unity. You know, I guess that's what it is. Uh, we got to get into unity here. And the kids say, well, no, I can't get my dog in unity. My dog just wants to, what? And then they say, well, am I, am I a terrible dog? Am I doing a disservice? And then you think about all the people watching you saying, look at that fool. Who's that person? That person's never watched episode of Caesar ever. They don't know how to walk a dog. And then you think about, like, encountering someone impressive and them saying, is your dog pulling on its leash? Uh Oh boy, we can't have it. You know, we can't work together ever again. And you say, but Brad, Bradgelina, they thought, like, look at this dog. She's so good. Your dog's pulling on its leash. Your dog just goes wherever it wishes. Just like that's a sign of uh, serious personality issues. And I would just be like, I know it is. I know. I know I'm, I'm so dysfunctional. I can't even manage my dog on a walk. I mean, she doesn't run away or bother anybody. It's not like, well, yeah, you're just a mediocre dog walker. You're not a terrible pet owner. Well, she doesn't even chase, she, she stays on her, whoa. Oh, you know, you might as well, 
I don't know. You might be doing more of a disservice. You give the dog love, but then you don't give it a pure discipline. And then I don't want to add another layer to it, but I will. Is like uh, I'm pretty sure I've observed this too. If I'm paying attention to how the dog's walking, then it's a giant pain in the ass. But if I'm just paying attention to something else and walking, then the, the dog just walks just like Caesar says. Now, unfortunately, that only happens like point to zero six percent of my life. Then I'm not. I mean, because if I'm worrying, then I'll be like, well, maybe I should just worry about the dog, how the dog's walking. Oh, no, you can't stop there. Oh, please don't sniff that. No, no. Oh, please don't go in that bush. No, no. Oh, no, don't step there. Like, you know, see, if, if I'm in the... Because I think all kind of worrying goes back to, like, well, should I worry about, you know, my ineptitude in this or my ineptitude... Oh, and dog walking. Let's just concentrate on that since that's what we're doing. It's almost like my brain tricks me. Oh, no, this is mindfulness. Paying pure attention to what a terrible dog walker you are. And I say, I thought mindfulness was being in the moment and enjoying the walk, because I think I noticed that for four microseconds we were doing that, and Co was walking, and I was walking, or the other dog that I walked named Sweetie, and I say, geez, I think we were in, it was, we were in coalescence, I think we were coalescing, the three of us, just like Caesar, I don't know if I was the pack leader, I don't want to claim credit for that. And then that other party, you'll never be a back leader. Who are you kidding? They say, Brangelina, how could you say that? What do you mean I'm never going to be a back? They said, that's a movie I'm writing for you and you two to star in with me. I was going to call it pack leaders. Uh, okay, they just popped out of my imagination. And then see, you know, then you can imagine you get to the halfway point of your dog walk. You even have the bags. It's like you're not going to, you know, you're controlling, you get to, you pick up the poop, and then you got Caesar standing there, shaking his head, giving you that look of, and he has this loving way about him. But, you know, you don't want to disappoint him because I think that's his thing. You want to, you say, I'd like to hang with Caesar. I don't want to let him down. I couldn't bear to disappoint Caesar Milan. It only took me 14 minutes to remember Caesar Milan. That was his name. And we have a poster of him at work uh, holding a book as part of a, like a literacy awareness program. Uh, and then Koa just did something. She said, she said, you know what? You, you're not, and that's the thing about this podcast. This, I guess this metaphor went on. I mismanaged my metaphor, metaphor mismanagement. Scoots McGee. Uh, but that's the whole idea of the podcast is if that kind of stuff creeps up like on you at bedtime or anything relatable to that, you should, in, in, in all honesty, if there was like, uh, I think when Caesar becomes a ghost, he'll probably go around and, and he'll be like a good ghost, the good dog, you know, the ghost of the dog. Hold on, I got to get Brangelina back. How about, what about this, Brangelina? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I know I promised to call you Angelina and Brad. Uh, the ghost, the dog walker's ghost. Uh, what's the plot of it? Mm, it's about a dog walker's ghost. It's a heartwarming tale of misery, uh, gone right. Okay. They walked away. Okay. That's fine. Um, uh, but so where was I? I got mixed up there. Sorry, celebrity, but celebrity sighting in my brain, I get all, you know, but I think Caesar, 
you know, if he wasn't, he'd say, hey, dude, relax, man. That's maybe what he says on the show. Just walk the dog, bro. Or maybe that'd be like, like uh, you know, Caesar maybe hits the dispensary first. Yeah, man, just walk the dog, bro. What are you thinking about this? And this is kind of where my podcast comes in. Because one, any of this discussion is not good at bedtime. But once it starts up, whether it's about, you know, bill paying, parenting, dental hygiene, you know, it's just an itch or you can hear a fly in the other room, whatever it is. Once that kind of, that narrative, like, uh, I don't know, balarkey or whatever starts up, uh, it's really hard to shut down. And I guess this is where my podcast comes in or one of the ideas behind it is I'll just try to distract you. I mean, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones tonight. So, yeah, believe it or not, uh, Game of Thrones, I guess, uh, but, uh, you know, I'll talk about the episode for like 45 minutes, and I'll talk about some stuff that I noticed. I said, well, I wonder about that, about bricks and stuff. And then we'll have a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce, and then we'll talk to the old guys. And so the podcast will be about two hours. And clearly, you don't got to really take me seriously. Ideally, we'll get like that, like Caesar level of dog walking, like the listener had told me. And I'll just be rambling along, lost in my own thoughts. And you'll be like the dog trotting along, or maybe I'll be the dog. Let's just do that because it's better, you know, better that I'm the dog. I'll be the rambling dog. The ram- Wait, Brad, what about that? The rambling dog. You could just take that title. I'm sure you'll do something with it. You just give me if you no, no money. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll be, you know, r- rambling along, you know. And meanwhile, you'll be just drifting. You'll be in the walk zone and drifting off into dreamland. And you can just drift off whenever you want. You know, you don't have to pay me any mind. You don't have to pay any attention. Uh, but if you can't sleep for some reason or you're having trouble getting to sleep, I'll be here for the next two hours giving it my all. So if you can't sleep, don't worry. I'll be I'll be working it, you know. Uh, but but it, you don't have to listen or it's not going to be super riveting. And this is a podcast, so you could always be like, huh, I wonder what he was... Was he real? Did he really go on a 14-minute tirade about dog walking? I said, well, it wasn't a really tirade. It was more a sad. Uh, it was kind of like he, he's kind of like one of those uh, bagpipes. When he talks sometimes, it reminds me. And I say, well, that's a heck of a job mismanaging a metaphor if I've ever seen one. Uh, so that's it. That's how the podcast works. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first few times here, yep, uh, you, you heard it. You heard it. You heard it. That's what this podcast is like, but I can guess that maybe you stopped thinking about all the other stuff while I was rambling. And I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you stopping by. And I really hope I really yearned to help you fall asleep. So let's see if let's see what happens. I hate you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well welcome. This is sleep with me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place. I'm a pat, you know, I like saying this. I don't know why. Actually, this literally comforts me saying padded. 
uh, a picture of this, pat it, rub it, uh, smooth it down, safe place. That, that, that really calms some part of me. It's weird, just stuff that we find calming sometimes. Like, <laughs> this podcast, if people find this podcast calming, it's weird to people that don't listen. And a little bit, you know, it's a, it's a good weird for me. But I'm, I'm here, I'm literally physically, I mean, it's only the air that I'm rubbing and patting down right now. I don't know if you can sense that motion such a calm, smoothing motion. I second that motion of uh, of creating a safe place. But not only am I going to, you know, pretend pet the air to create a safe place. I'm going to do a semi-voice across the deep, dark night. Uh, my intention to put you to sleep, I'm going to try to take your mind off of whatever's been keeping up. Whether it's thinking, sensing, feeling, anticipating, dreading. Trying to use, try not to use all those loaded words. Loaded words, uh, what do they call it? You know, it's just, it's just a gerrymander just came into my head. It, it, about one out of every four intros, the gerrymander comes in my head. I guess that was because I was calling them gerrymanders before. But that's what I'm going to do with like this. It creates a safe place by using things like gerrymanders. Uh, patent pending, you know, getting, you know, when they stop shredding my mail at the patent office, say, I'd like to patent a gerrymander. And they say, okay, fill out, can you fill out these forms? They say, uh, can't you just do it or, 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 you know, can't I just tell you? Cause I'm not good at filling out forms. It stresses me out. Uh, but also I'll be filling, I'll, I'll be like using pauses and words to fill up space. But but in a kind of fun, silly way. Well, fun? No, that's a little strong. I mean, I'll be I'll be having a little bit of fun, a little bit of silliness uh, to try to create a mild mild delight uh, around bedtime, if possible. Because I don't know. I've just been talking about this, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Like uh, I don't know if this podcast, uh, you know, maybe after you listen to like. Uh, I think after you've listened to like 30 episodes, but before you get to like 100, you might experience some mild delight. And that's what we call the honeymoon phase of the sleep with me honeymoon phase. Honey is a very nice uh, bedtime word, isn't it? Uh, probably not the best bedtime. I don't know if honey cause sleep. It seems like it's got sugar in it. So probably not, but... uh Oh boy, if you're new here, this is, I'm in the midst of a gerrymander for sure. And also if you're good at writing pat, whatever those are called, patent applications, I guess that's what they gave me. It said patent application. And they also said, are you sure you don't want the trademark office? And I say, remember, didn't someone do that thing with three Pete where they own it? I'd like to do that with gerrymander. And then the person said, well, what, what do you, what's your ROI? He said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. ROI? Roy? Roy? What's a, is it the French version of Roy? 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 And then they said, no, how much are you planning on, you know, how, what's the return on the word gerrymander? And I said, well, actually, that's exactly right. Gerrymander is kind of like a slow turn in words, a slow, confusing. Uh, externally, it looks like a senseless turn. Uh, but it's more like a, 
what is that, baffled, like I get baffled, and then I say, well, let's just turn here, and I say, yeah, that looks good. And they say, isn't that how gerrymanders work? They say, well, that looks good for me getting elected, so let's just turn the, you know, thing there. And they say, I said, okay, maybe I'll try to trademark office. Is their, is their application have less uh, uh, spaces and stuff? And they said, oh, yeah, go right over there, ask for Bob. And I said, thank you so much, uh, I said, is this a patent? I said, you are pat- patentedly great at the patent office. And I said, does that compliment make you want to fill out the application for me? And I said, not, not for gerrymander. And then I said, I did one, I doffed my cap. I said, you know, have a wonderful day. So, uh, so if you're new here, you know, if I cast, what I'll do, uh, let me lay out that now that we're five minutes in, what's going to happen. Uh, I go just spend a few more minutes on this intro trying to explain what the podcast is. And some people fall asleep during the intro, not everybody, but I, that's why I do the kind of change it every time. Uh, then we'll do some housekeeping and stuff. Then we'll talk about, uh, the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. Then I'll talk about stuff that came up in the episode that I was curious about. Then we'll have a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce. Then we'll talk to the old gods and the new and say some thanks and good night. Well, we'll be here about two hours. So at any point, you're welcome to fall asleep. You're under no pressure to listen. And believe me, it'd be like these slow, curving things. So you say, well, it's Ken. Yeah, he's mildly amusing. That's Scoots, mildly amusing, mildly and I say, that's right. I, I, I take that as a compliment. I mean, with the podcast, outside of the podcast, that, would, that, could, that, could, that could make me tear up, uh, especially all the times it happens. I say, well, you're mildly datum. I say, great. Another one, another one, when, you know, say you're mildly efficient. And I say, well, they said, I don't think that one makes sense, boss. Uh, and I say, well, I was just trying to be nice. You're inefficient. And I say, okay, that's, that's, I can work with that. I say, I'm sorry. What, what, and I say, can you, could you just get one of your efficiency issues is you don't get to the point. I say, okay, let me, let me write that down. Does not get to the point. Anyway, so, but I said, excuse me, boss, I'm in the middle, sorry, sorry to be inefficient, but I'm actually in the middle of recording a podcast, so I'll be back with you. Uh, don't worry, that wasn't my real boss, just part of my brain that thinks, you know, one of those archetypal boss brain parts. Where was I before I was so rudely interrupted by, I think I have like 14 things inside me that are constantly giving, writing up employee evaluations. I can't seem to muster the willpower to fill out an imaginary patent application, even in an imaginary sense. But no problem. You need 14 uh, employee evaluations about me an hour. I've got, my, my, uh, I've, got the, I've got the mechanisms. That's efficient, unfortunately. And I guess that's the whole idea behind the podcast. Like, I want to try to take your mind off of stuff, just in case you got something like that going on, or it could be something physical or noise-related, or a change in your schedule. I just want to take your mind off of it, but you're, no, you're under no pressure to listen, but you're also under no pressure or expectation to fall asleep. In fact, if you can't sleep, I'll be here uh, the whole time giving it, you know, 100% of my effort. 
And yeah, you say, look at that's like, yeah, I can see the evaluations getting filled out. A hundred percent of his effort equals, and that's fine. My brain, you know, but I'll, I'll give you a hundred percent effort, but, but it's just cause I'm working hard. It means you don't have to, like, you don't have to listen, but you don't, I, I don't like shoulds. I guess I, I don't do well with those. So I don't think you should fall asleep. You can fall asleep whenever you want. But if you can't or you wake up in the middle of the night, I'll be here uh, to, to, to just be, be like your friend in the deep, dark night. Your boar friend, your, e- your, your dull evening companion. And you say, well, I got kind of like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm as good as slippers. But, you know, I, I might be the slippers you left in the living room. And they, they, you say, I guess that's it. Maybe we could, t- I wonder, they said, try to think about ways to make this podcast work financially. Uh, what about talking slippers? That you, like, and, and they say, well, what do you mean? Goes, well, we'll embed the podcast in the slippers. How? I said, should talk to the patent office. I think gerrymanders is a, maybe Bluetooth. I don't know. And they'll just ramble from the other room. No, could this be? It's probably too much cost if economies of scale or whatever the heck it means. But that's what I'll be like. Is the, 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 I'll be in the other room just kind of rambling pleasantries while you drift off. And I know if you're new here, it sounds like it's, it's an odd thing. This is not normal. And definitely not the way normal podcasts work. Uh, I mean, podcasting is this wonderful free medium where you can come up with a range of ideas like Night Vale, Criminal, 99% Invisible, Man Afraid, uh, Flash Forward, Script Notes, uh, ATP, The Truth, Work Stories Project, Sounds Like an Earful. There's all these different podcasts you can enjoy. Mine's meant to be kind of like, uh, or save, you might save for one of those podcasts. Or you might consume it. My podcast is made to be left on the nightstand. You say, well, I took a couple sips. I guess that's the, the metaphor we'll close with. You know, one of those could be a cocoa or a stimulant or you say, well, I don't, what's the flavor in here? What's the flavor in this episode of uh, Sawing Exploder? Mm, let me uh, let me get that bouquet going. But then uh, with mine, you say, well, I took a couple sips. It was, you know, it's lukewarm. It's on the nightstand. If I need it, it'll be there. But it's not a bad thing. That's what I guess what I'm saying. It sounds like it is. But hey, when you wake up, it'll be on the nightstand for you. So so I guess that's that's how I feel. I guess this is a rare circumstance in my life that I say, well, I am a half half full teacup there. I'm a little teacup, half full and lukewarm sitting on your nightstand to give you some, uh, a word that means bore that rhymes with warm, borns, warms, some gerrymanders. I'm a cup of gerrymanders. That's it. That's the podcast. I really appreciate your sound by. If you're skeptical, I, I totally understand. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? You're, you're an intelligent person. Uh, skepticism. This should be met with skepticism. Uh, but I'm glad you took the risk to try this podcast out. So I really hope it helps you. It really yearned to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by.